Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, broodiest, family meetingest, uh, plane flyingest recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. I can guarantee it. And, uh, Wow. Whew. Hometowns. What a trip. Never disappoints. Hometowns Never are does. always good. Yeah. Although I got to say, I'm kind of over like hometown week, but it's not hometowns. Right. It's just yeah. like the whole like, oh, we're going to do things that are vaguely related to a place I'm from. And sometimes it works out like, you know, New Jersey. Easy. There's, you know, the Jersey Shore and all that stuff and the boardwalk and whatnot. But when you get a city like Baltimore. I mean, it's it's a little rough. Plus, on top of that, I feel because, you know, we, we are in the midst of a global pandemic still. I, I understand when people's parents or friends or whoever are like, oh, we don't want to risk our health to come to New Mexico yeah. to meet some woman that you're going to marry and you've known her for three weeks. That's a very reasonable stance to take. And at the same time, I feel like either consciously or subconsciously, when they don't have those people there, it messes with uh, them, the contestants, psychologically, and it reflects poorly on them. Like it's somehow their fault. Yeah. I don't like it. I think I think as long as you're still doing COVID bachelor, COVID bachelorette, ixnay on the uh, the hometowns. We got to we got to move on from hometowns. Do do anything else, and we'll yeah. bring it back later. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I kind of I was comparing this to like Tasha's hometowns too, and like, um, and I had said I thought Zach's date was very cute. Like, I think he did the best job out of the hometowns because he had like cardboard cutouts and everything. Like, oh, let's hail a cab and eat a bagel. And I'm like, I like fake cars and bagels, so this is a good date to me. You mm -hmm. know, like I thought that that was fun, and yeah, I thought the Jersey one was fine. Um, I really like crab cakes, so I thought so I like Baltimore, but it's like you could have worked in John Waters, okay? You could have worked in Charm City stuff. Like what's which baking show was set in Baltimore? The founder was from Baltimore. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh geez. Uh, um blah. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but yes, it's I know that guy. About. He's famous. Um, Ace of Cakes. Ace of Cakes. There you go. So you could have done some like Ace of Cakes stuff. I don't know. There's things you could have done. You could have eaten a lot of Uts and Old Bay. Uh, there's things. There's things you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it was just, I mean, but I just really like anything Justin does because, oh my gosh, this was like the cutest Justin ever was. Oh yeah, he was great, and I felt bad because so you knew sweet. he was going down. Yeah, just I mean, the way this ends, we actually don't know, but it's quite obvious that there is a distant third place contestant currently. Yeah, uh, and his name happens to be Justin. I know, and he's my favorite. But anyway, let's start with Blake. Let's go in order at least, um, because Blake wins the award for most stereotypical date for hometowns ever like he just leaned all the way into canada mm -hmm. and he was yeah. just like you know let's do shots of maple syrup also i use maple syrup in the bedroom this is this is all ridiculous to me i, I yeah. have enough blake problems as it is first off this is the second 
Canadian hometown where instead of reflecting his actual hometown, it's just like, here is a country painted in broad stereotypes. Right, there's like, yeah. Canada the maple is, syrup is bullshit, by the way. That's, I mean, people well, like maple syrup. I like maple syrup. When he's I, like, oh, we keep it by the bedside. You absolutely do not. You're you are so lying. full of shit. And, and that would be so messy. You're yeah, making that up. Yeah. It's it's not a sex thing. It's not like you gotta have it. He, I mean, he's acting like it's just always there. It's like a pitcher of water that on his dinner. No, 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 no. Right. Maple it's, syrup is not that ubiquitous. It's so irrational. It makes no sense. Vermont's not doing that shit. What are you doing? Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, the thing is like, so, okay. So I've spent some time in Canada and one time I went to go see a show and like this guy like accidentally like bumped into me and spilled my drink. And then Mm -hmm. he bought me a drink because he's Canadian and he's, he has to do that by law. Yeah. Um, But he introduced me to all his friends and, and it was like just a very nice night. I just met a lot of people and they were all lovely. But it was interesting because they asked me, they thought that I had this idea about Canadians that they were like, you know, I don't know, like in little cabins in the middle of nowhere throughout the entire country. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I know things and most Americans know things. Well, half of Americans maybe know things. And I know that you have big cities. Also, I had been to, I was in Toronto. I've been there before, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, I am aware of what Toronto is like <laughs> and that it's a, it's a legit city, you know? And, and, and then you've got like Vancouver and Montreal and they all feel very different. And then you've got a bunch of other big cities that all have their own personalities, you know? And it's like, it's so weird to me because, and I don't even know where in Canada Blake's from. Do you know? I Now I'm like, no. because he's just so Canada. Uh, hold on. I'm looking it up. Well, and that's just it too. It's like, what do we learn about him specifically? Like, I mean, if, if this was a Canadian show and I went on it or something, would it just be like, I don't America, know. America, solo A barbecue, cups. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because have you ever seen... Um, like photo albums from quote unquote American parties that people have overseas. They're really funny. Like they're all red solo cups and like hot dogs and stuff. And for some reason, popcorn, (laughs) like, I mean, I love popcorn, but I don't, I don't see popcorn as like this super American thing, you know, Mm -hmm. but what, yeah, they do. They do this like, yeah, like, (laughs) popcorn thing so it's like yeah that's what it feels like first of all did they even eat poutine i mean what the hell i mean yeah but like not to the degree that they are shown eating it i i yeah uh, i'm trying to think like what would i do if i threw an american party i think um everybody we we, we definitely would eat cheeseburgers um and pizza and tacos which sounds weird except uh, specifically in europe they don't understand those three foods they just fuck them up routinely um, so we got those. And then on top of that, I think everybody has to bring a gun. And if anyone gets hurt, uh, we don't take them to the hospital because, uh, you can't afford 
to, to pay for your, your injuries. I like no. this American party that you're coming up with. Um, okay. <laughs> so I know, I know where Blake is from now. Okay. That's, where's he from? So he's from Hamilton, which is if anyone's familiar with, uh, Ontario or Canada mm-hmm. in general, Hamilton is pretty close to Toronto. Um, yeah. it's like a couple towns away. There's like Toronto, Mississauga and Hamilton. Um, you know, it's like you're getting closer to Niagara Falls then. So um, that means he could have had like a completely Toronto themed like, you know, thing. you know, he could have done something totally different. There's so much like Toronto is like so like multicultural. There's so much stuff there to do. The food is amazing. I mean, I, if I was him, I would have just had an entire Scott Pilgrim themed, you know, uh, hometown. And then I would have been like, here's a small model of Casa Loma. And that's what I would have done. But you know, whatever <laughs> you do, mm-hmm. you Blake. Um, so that's yeah, it's just weird. It's like, he just, yeah, really leaned into the Canada stuff. And you know what he could have also done? Because he is like, does like all this wildlife stuff. He could have had this whole like, educational, hometown date where he talks about some of the animals that he knows about really well and like their habitats and like you know where he like that would have been fascinating Mm -hmm. but instead he's like uh i use maple syrup in the bedroom and you're like i hate and here's the other thing that was weird about that part at the beginning he was like you know i used to bartend and she's like oh really and i'm like that's not like I mean, a lot of us did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Some of us still do on the side. What, I, like, what does that mean? That's such a strange thing to brag about. I'm like, that's like a very normal job. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I have an extre- I used to have an extremely normal job that literally a gazillion other people either have now or have had in the past. Like, right. You know, like, what if someone was just like, hey, I used to be a waiter. Oh, great. Who gives a shit? What? Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like. I was like, I mean, am I just so ingrained in food service experience that that is does not impress me at all? Because not that like just anyone could you can't do it for a career for long if you suck at it. But anyone mm-hmm. could start as a bartender and do sure, it for sure. a few months or whatever. Yeah. Know, be kind yeah, well, of shitty at it. <laughs> and the other thing is, is like. It it was apropos of nothing that he says this, other than there's a bar in the room. He gets and I behind guess, the bar. He's like, you know, <laughs> I used to be a bartender, but but you're not doing oh, really? anything. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Someone... Look at me pour you some maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like this would be okay. So again, going back to the I used to be a waiter or something like that. If they were holding a tray with like ten plates on it, and you're like, oh wow, you're like, yeah, I used to be a waiter. Like, oh, okay, cool, ha ha. Like that's fine. This what because you, you poured maple syrup into a little glass, and you're you happen to be behind a bar. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's Ugh. funny that you bring that up because I have done I have said that in response to carrying a bunch of things at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, because I used to work at Chuck E. Cheese, and that well, that was my first serving job was at Chuck E. Cheese, and sometimes I would carry like three or four pizzas at a time on my arms, and. And then, you know, I went from that to brunch and, you know, just got more and more sophisticated. And yeah, I've had people be like, how can you carry all that? And I'm like, oh, I used to be a server, you know, and they're like, oh, right. And that makes sense. That makes sense. They asked me a question. How do you how can you carry so many things with your arms and balance it? And I'm like, oh, well, I used to do this for money, you know, so that and I 
and I did it for long enough and didn't get fired from jobs. So obviously I was good <laughs> enough to stay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was just such a, str- yeah, it was like, that's like the epitome of weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, all right. Um, and then they were like, oh, we're going to ride a moose, but this is clearly a bull that we have fashioned to look like a moose. <laughs> yes. Did exactly. you notice that? I was like, it was, it was they basically rough. put construction paper on it. And I was like, well done. Well, and then, you know, uh, Susan, my wife, was like, is is this a thing? Do they have bars where you like ride a moose? Kind of like, you know, at Red Rock or a cowboy bar, you would ride a horse. I'm like, no, this is no, just entirely. Uh, someone Googled Canada and they took the first three things that showed up and then used the resources available to make a vaguely Canadian uh, date, I guess. Right. It, they were like moose, maple syrup, and the flag, and there you go. This oh, is yeah. It. Also, and- low-key weird shit when Blake says, yeah, I love darts. I play every Friday and Saturday night. Are you like a 65-year-old man? Why are you playing that many darts? I'm concerned. Yeah, that's kind of strange, right? But I mean, well, oh God, I have so many thoughts about red flag men that we can talk about later. Um, But yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just don't understand someone who wants to spend that many nights at a bar during a week and you know, shout out to my ex who would go like three times a week and probably still does. And I'm like, why waste of money? And also, yeah, who does darts that much? Anyway, strange, at least do trivia and karaoke. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. your priorities are all screwed up, Blake. Um, Okay. But I'm going to say something nice about Blake and that's that. Oh, wait, real quick though. Before that, uh, Greg catches them on the state and then he's brooding and we're just mm. going to put that there. And then, so here's the nice thing I'm going to say about Blake is that his family is super lovely. Oh yeah. They seem very nice. They have like, he's got a very nice family. His mom's like, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I've got these leather pants. Check me out. Um, very cute. Um, and they all have extremely distinctive faces. Yeah, they. they, I I didn't notice that, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, I guess they do. They have like very distinctive faces. They don't look like just anybody. You could definitely pick them all out of a crowd, and that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying they, and also they are all very clearly related to one another. Mm -hmm. It's obvious that they are related. Versus Greg, where you're like, how are you related? Wait, that's the friend, not the brother. I'm so confused. Um, that was what happened when I saw Greg's family. I was like, you don't look anything alike. And I was like, so, and I don't have siblings, so I don't really know how this stuff works fully, but I'm like, I I know I look like my parents, you know, anyway, it was like confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I really liked, I don't have much to say about the family part. I mean, this date was like the easiest one. It went really well. Um, they got along. I think... Blake is actually, I'm going to say another nice thing about Blake. Um, I think he's being very realistic about the whole situation. I actually really like that he's like, I'm not going to say love until I'm like 100% on it. Mm -hmm. I actually thought that was cool because a lot of people don't do that. And he's like, I mean, he kind of wanted to at the end and then he freaked out and didn't. (laughs) Um, But if he doesn't feel ready, he doesn't feel ready. And I think that's way realer than a lot of the things that happen on this show. So I 
actually appreciate his approach to this. And he, and I know he's kind of like, uh, if it costs me, it costs me, but I think we're both on the same page with this. And so I feel okay about where I'm at. And mm-hmm. he's like turning out to be not as shitty as I thought he was. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's not that bad. I mean, you he's know, he's not that bad. That's all we, we kind of guys. It. Listen, if you're listening right now, you're a Bachelor fan, and you know that The Bachelor and The Bachelorette drum things up for the drama and the entertainment value. And wouldn't you know, we tend to get a little hyperbolic here ourselves. <laughs> well, I just think he's kind of a dummy. Like, um, oh, but, he's definitely you know, a doofus. Like a, I don't think uh, he's yeah, a... Yeah, doofus. I shouldn't say dummy. Like, a blackhead. <laughs> yeah, he really is. A- yeah. And at the end of the day, like, again, I cannot emphasize this enough. There's not a lot of, like, genuinely bad people on this season. There's a couple like douchey dudes, uh, which were immediately like removed from the process. But on the whole, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. This is a an excellent, an excellent crop of men. Yes. Okay. One of the one best, of, if groups. not the the best, the best. Yeah. Like I think this could be. You could make that argument. I would not argue with you. I think it could the be best. the best for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You know, with that in mind, when, when we're like, uh, Blake, like the, uh, Blake, there's plenty of seasons. Good gosh. Hannah B's season. You throw Blake on there. I am worshiping at the throne of Blake. Okay. Because that's how terrible some of the men were on her season. So uh, yeah, Blake is a blockhead. End of story. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, like he's not that, yeah, he's not that bad. I think she could have had better choices in her hometown selections obviously one of my favorites left too soon but i'm still holding out hope Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i just i don't know yeah it was a fine date i don't really have much to say about it outside of i think it went well um yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything to add? I just don't think I have much to add about it. No, there's there's really not a lot to it. Like it, again, I I already aired my grievances over what hometowns are like, uh, and I just I don't like the the structure during the COVID seasons. But you know, for what it was, it's fine. They seem to have a good time. They they kissed after they fell off the moose. It's whatever. Well, that's yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to say because there's a lot of like date copying going on in this episode. I did mm-hmm. want to point out that. Like, he totally, like, his date was, like, partially Andrew's date with, like, the, oh, we're going to pop these balloons and answer questions. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And also, later, um, I, I think on, on the third hometown, the, the New Jersey one, she's, isn't, d- doesn't she, like, get on, like, a fake surfboard or something when she's with Greg? Isn't that yeah, part of hers? they fall and kiss there, too. Okay, That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. Date yeah, stealing. it's the exact same. Like, yeah. what's the difference between ride a moose and ride a surfboard? And the answer is, it's the same thing. They just swapped the item on top. They're just top. like, save a moose, ride a surfboard. Yeah, exactly. My favorite song. My favorite <laughs> song. I sing it at karaoke all the time. Um, So let's talk about Justin. Um, I felt really, yeah. So it's like, I understand why Justin's parents didn't come. And I think that's like a very normal reaction to the situation. And I, I think they were smart for not coming, but that also puts him at a disadvantage. And Justin is one of my favorite people on the show. And this was him at his absolute best. Like he, 
I feel like he hasn't really talked a lot and you could definitely see more of his personality on this date. And I was like, it makes me sad that it took until this date to really see him. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like he, I feel like he lit up a lot. He was just like very like fun and sweet, just like very cute. Like I loved how excited he got about ranch versus blue cheese. I thought that was so, because it's very normal, right? It's just like a very normal, mundane thing to get excited about. But if we've learned anything from high fidelity, it's that it's not what you are like. It's what you like that first matters in a relationship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like the most important chestnut I've ever held on to. Um, And that's what he's, you know, he's trying to find common ground with her. He was so excited that she liked blue cheese over ranch. And he was like, what's your ring size? And I thought that was cute and goofy. And yeah, I don't know. He just seemed more like lighthearted and enthusiastic on this date. And also, I love his friends. They were mm-hmm. so great, too. Like, I I said to my parents, I'm like, this is just the season where we celebrate strong male friendships because Justin also has just two really great friends here. Oh are, yeah. Yeah. They, they were so, but they were like talking about very emotional things and they're like, well, we know Justin and this is the issue that he always runs into. And I'm like, this is great to see them talk about this deeper stuff. And mm-hmm. you could tell it wasn't like the first time that they've talked about this stuff, that they just have this, relationship dynamic so I think he did a good job choosing who to bring because his parents didn't come Mm -hmm. and they were they were really sweet with Katie and again the date went really well there was no there were no issues with the date the thing that's weird about Katie and Justin is she said something to the effect of well you see our chemistry and I'm like I don't see it I don't see it And it's unfortunate because I think he's a great guy, but I just don't see the chemistry between them. But she said he's a great kisser, so maybe it's just Mm -hmm. that. Maybe she just really likes kissing him. He was the first guy that she kissed, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. First smooch. But it's like, I don't know. There's just something that's not lining up there, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like some of the guys who went home, I feel like she had a much stronger emotional connection with like Andrew and Michael, you know, and with Justin and maybe it's there and it just hasn't been aired. And there's a very good chance that that's the case. But I feel like the editors were like, don't get too close to this one. You know? Yeah. He's not long for this world. To me, it seems like he, he sort of, I don't know. He survived week six. And he survived week five. And he's just been sort of low-key under the radar. And then, you know, you have... But I I don't think he's ever been a front-runner. Like, this entire time, Blake's been ahead of him. Greg's been ahead of him. uh, Michael was ahead of him. Andrew, I thought, was ahead of him until he was eliminated. But... um, Right, yeah. Yeah, it it just... He's never... There's never been a moment where I'm like, oh. I, I thought, at the very least, he would probably get connored you know, after, after hometowns where she's just like, you're great, but this is not work. Like that's where I thought it was heading, but apparently not. Uh, plus with the, the bombshell of, of Michael leaving, maybe this could have been a production thing too, where they're like, uh, keep Justin around. Don't, don't dump him. 
yet. <laughs> yeah, like we need to have a little bit more choice in here. You know, I don't know. It was just a strange thing. I'm surprised he made it this far, but I really like him. So I don't have, I'm not opposed to it. He's one of yeah. my favorite people from the season, but yeah, I've just never seen it. So that, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're still here. <laughs> um, Great. Uh, But no, it was, it was a very sweet date. I really enjoyed the friendship. I was surprised that he said love and then they made out. Yep. So that was, was good. It was, was a good nice. date. All, all in all, it was a really good date. And here's, okay, so here's the thing we're going to say, before, or here's the thing I'm going to say before we get to Greg. And that's that um, Katie's got all these men who are like, I'm in, I'm interested. They seem stable and well-rounded. They understand mm-hmm. the mechanisms of the show. And they're Mm -hmm. like, listen, I get it. I get that you've got to just pick one at the end of the day. And they're putting their best foot forward. They're focused on her and her well-being. They understand that this is hard for her. And they're just trying to make the most of the time that they have with her. And I think some of the men who did it best uh, this season, I think Michael was one of the people who did it best. And I'm still holding out hope. Um, But I I just really want to believe in love. Um, but Michael, I think, was one of the people who made the most of the time that he had on the show. Uh, was the was one of the sweetest and most giving people to Katie on the show, and he was always looking out for her well being. And even when he left, the it was in such a great way, and it was. I really need you to know that this is because this is tugging at my heartstrings. I just feel like I can't be here anymore and I want the best for you. And even Andrew, like, I don't want to say friend zoned, um, but even Andrew, like kind of getting relegated into this category of it's really not quite working for the two of them. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it just didn't like on paper, they seemed like a really perfect couple. Yeah, but, but but he was in the connection isn't as strong zone. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, it just wasn't quite where it needed to be, and that was a very good closure as well. And he's a stand-up guy, and even though I criticize him, I still recognize that he's a very good dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Greg, the piece of shit that I always knew him to be. Okay. <laughs> I've been saying since episode <laughs> one, I don't like Greg. I don't I don't think he's a good dude. I think he's phony. There's something off with him. He is not. He is bad fucking news. And who See, is I, right? I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit here. Okay. <gasps> no. Okay. I know, right? This is the for the drama of the show, but no, genuinely, genuinely. Um we have this you know, this, this blow up here. And it's, it's odd because let's, let's set it up first. Let's cover the date quick first though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cover the date first. And then then I will, I I will lay the case out for maybe Greg isn't as bad, but also he's dumb. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, go, go ahead. Let's cover the date. Okay. I, I just really don't, I think Greg is bad news all around. Anyway. So, um, the date. So, Greg is still, I wrote so many mean things in my notes. 
I just wrote emo boy. I think, I think I, you're working from an anti-Greg position to begin <laughs> with. I wrote emo boy. I hate him so much. Um, he thinks he's Ryan Gosling and he can go fuck himself. Um, anyway, so he's like, oh, let's do a Jersey date. We'll do tandem b- tandem bikes and whatever pork rolls are, which like doesn't even sound appetizing to me. But anyway. I do like the tandem bike bit because he's like yeah what's more new jersey than riding a tandem bike and she's like have you ever ridden a tandem bike before and he just goes no yeah exactly because <laughs> the producers just put it together <laughs> there's so much more new jersey things than tandem bikes okay how about go get an airbrush t-shirt all right yeah i would agree with Jeez. that you know like whatever so they and then they're doing surfing and then they fall yeah they make out whatever and then he's like hey uh let's play basketball to honor my dad and uh but five letters for horse that's too many so let's do four letters because it's going to be slightly less time and then one of i don't know if it's katie or greg but one of them goes do you know any four letter words <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I know a bunch. And then they settle on kiss, which was kiss. not what I was thinking of. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, play, play shit. You know, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> forget horse. This is shit like horse shit. Anyway, uh, so because this date was horse shit. Um, oh, another thing that drove me bonkers, which is very minor, is that at one point in this on this date, Katie, a bunch of Katie's hair was inside the loop of her earring. And I, could not be more <laughs> just want to like it. fix it i was like get that out of your i just want to co- fix it for you make sure you look perfect katie because you're a beautiful angel and i love you um so anyway but i couldn't fix it i just had to be agonized watching it on tv and going oh your hair um but no she looked beautiful that's just me being very nitpicky uh so we meet greg's family uh, oh, by the way, my mom's like very bothered by how much Greg cries, which actually isn't my problem with Greg, but I just question the motive behind literally everything he does. That's it. I, I'm <laughs> cool with a man who cries. I'm cool with an anyone who cries. But uh, yeah, I just think he's like a manipulative tool. So that's where I'm feeling with that. Okay. I, okay. Calm down, Sammy. Calm down, Sandy. Go. Okay. The date. So one thing I really liked about the nighttime date with the family is that Katie was giving us pink glitter eyeshadow middle school vibes. Like I'm listening to Destiny's Child and putting butterfly clips in my hair and I loved every minute of it. And I'm going to go buy pink glitter eyeshadow and live out my early 2000s life because it looked good. Anyway, um, so here's the deal. Katie is like all the way out there with Greg. And she was kind of like holding back with the other men, but she's like, listen, he's going to be here next week. Okay. But, Got it? What, but she's saying this to his family, not to him. Well, I mean, she kind of does say it to him later, but she's she saying, she's saying this it to, to his him family. later. Yeah. Later, later. Anyway, she's like, he's going to be here next week. And she has, here's the deal. She said stuff like this to him already. How many times has he had to come to her for reassurance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's not just once. Like, I feel like everyone on the Bachelor or Bachelorette is allowed one moment, maybe two, of could I get some reassurance? But he's like constantly asking for it. And this is coming from someone who constantly asks for reassurance. And I'm like, great, you're exhausting. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. And um, so some of his family wasn't able to make it. They did video. Greg cried a lot. He's always kind of his character has been like 
he has all this family that's around him, but not his dad. But everyone's like, when are you going to get married, Greg? And he's like, oh, my God. And then he and then he like and then he like runs his hands through his hair. And that's Greg. Yeah, pretty much. And, yeah. So it's weird, though, because like Blake's family looks 100 percent related and Greg's family doesn't look related at all. And it's confusing. But I don't I'm not a geneticist, so. And I'm not, I shouldn't jump to conclusions. They may not be genetically related. Who knows? Um, but that's Sammy, just. Greg, you look adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Mom said you're adopted. Um, <laughs> no, and that's fine if he is. I don't know. I was just like very thrown off by it because I was trying to figure out who his brother was and who his friend was because I had it swapped in my brain. And then it just took me a minute to catch up. It's not a big deal. It's my own problem. Um, so, so Katie's like, he's going to be here next week. And then Greg's like, I see myself getting engaged, you know, and, and he's like, I'm still trying to sort this all out in my brain. But basically that's night that night he's like, like, you know, if you're a, like, I love you and all this. And she's like, great. Cause she's trying not to say it until the very end, which is something that most bachelors and bachelorettes do that's not mm-hmm. unusual there have been a couple who've broken that mold and said it early and decided that they wanted to but that's not the norm for the show the norm for the yeah. show is that whoever is the main character says it at the end and that's like the thing that ties the whole stuff together and so she's saying everything that she can say on this night that isn't I love you. And she's like, just hold on. Hold on. You know, and she's like, just please. Like, just we got to let's get through this. Okay. Wink, wink, nod, nod, nudge, nudge. It's going to be you at the end, buddy. Just got to hold on a little bit tighter. And he's like peeved about this, like super peeved. And it was just kind of like a very cold goodbye. And she's like, uh, okay. Bye. I get, you know, to, mm-hmm. ugh, I've had dates that end like that. It makes you like pit in your stomach. Just feels so awful. And you're just like, oh, what did I do? And then the next day, or I'm guessing the next day, uh, Greg comes and knocks on her door and starts talking to her about what happened and all of the things he said make zero fucking sense to me at all so if you can make sense of it if you understand that then you're siding with connor which uh go for it i guess but i i have i have some some clarity to offer again i'm not i'm not agree i'm not i'm not gonna come out here and be like greg's a good dude he did the right thing here but i i think i understand what he's trying to say maybe Mm. um Mm -mm. so let's back it up here okay okay? fine okay fine this is not a defense of greg or a defense of katie okay okay what we have here (laughs) is we have to go back to the essence of what this season is and what the major concerns with these two people these two characters on this show are for greg he has been a person that Katie has, from the very start, really cared about. He's he's always been a front runner, always. Like that's yes. just been his position, okay. Um, but at the same time, 
he understands this. Like, that shit is obvious. He can feel it. He knows it. Um, but he, because he knows this, because he feels this, he is struggling, and rightfully so. I would, if I was a single man, I would never do this fucking show. It's, it's absolutely psychotic. It's, you, you know, just the, what you have to put yourself through to do this. He doesn't like the artifice of the show, okay? Which is, you know, uh, all these, all these different people are here. And when people break the rules, Claire, it's seen mm-hmm. as like this, this taboo, horrible thing, okay? So Greg is like, I really like this woman. This woman really likes me. However, we are trapped at a resort in New Mexico where she has to go on dates with other guys. <laughs> That's just how it works. Now, Katie, on the other hand, what has been her primary motivation on the show? Well, obviously, it's like, find a husband. We know that. But her secondary motivation is she is deeply concerned, more so than most contestants on this show, possibly more so than any other contestant on the show, with maintaining order, peace, structure, harmony within the men's house. She does not like it when the boys are upset. Okay. Um, she was, you know, even bringing Blake in, she was very cautious about that. Luckily, he integrated pretty well. Um, she always listens to their feedback. Anytime the guys were like, we don't like so-and-so, boom, gone. So you have these two things going on. Her desire to main- maintain happiness and order through this process and Greg being like, I don't like this, which is understandable because if you're like deeply in love with someone who you think is going to be your wife and then it's just like, well, I'm going to stand on this balcony and watch her kiss blockhead Blake. That sucks. But it's also the show. So this is our setup. Okay, we've got Greg okay. crying, fragile flower, and we have Katie who must maintain order. Now, she has created this self-imposed rule, which is based on the bachelorette slash bachelor norm, which is you don't say I love you. Okay. Um, I think the problem here and why this interaction goes down the way it does is because we have two people who cannot communicate or listen to one, one another which means they're probably not good for each other ultimately anyways. So you have Greg who says, big swing for the fences here. Ever since my father died, I've had a hole in my heart and you fill it. Holy shit, Greg, that's pretty big. Let's walk that back a little maybe, okay? Too much, too much. Too much, too much. Second, Greg uh, reveals to us that he has not talked about the death of his father until with another person until discussing it with Katie. Greg, you need therapy. You do not need to be on this show. You shouldn't be dating. You need to like work through your shit with your dad and all those residual feelings. That is your issue right now that you should probably be addressing. Okay. Right. So when Greg, for the first time ever, bears his soul, he shows the vulnerability that Katie has been asking for since week one. She's asked for honesty and vulnerability. And he shows it. For the first time in his life, he says, this is how I feel. It's exactly how I'm feeling. And I love you. And that this is how I feel. And then Katie, she doesn't have to say I love you back. But her response is in the grand scheme of like responses to I love you. A long pause followed by I love looking at your face. <laughs> I 
I it get is it. the she's, worst she's, thing you she, could possibly say to I, a human. I don't think that's the worst thing you could possibly say to a human. I I'm think, struggling. I, I mean, think I mean, she feels like she's in an awkward situation because she's trying to honor all of the rela- relationships that she has mm-hmm. while giving Greg more reassurance than anyone in the house has gotten. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not saying you're wrong there. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm so just she, saying. No. In, I, a, mm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, because once I go, I'm not going to stop. So f- please go. <laughs> okay. So when we look at this situation, so obviously, like if I told someone that I, if, if I just like poured my, and I said, I love you. And they said, I love looking at your face. I would also like, I, I mean, you could, my, you would see my heart break into a million pieces. I understand that. That is not a, the response that you want to hear. Now, as you said, Katie has been reassuring him and she's been saying everything but that. And I think when I watched them argue, he was coming from a position of like, I, I just say the word. I just need to hear. Why won't you just say? Because he knows that she, you know, under different circumstances would say, I love you, but she's not. And on her thing, she's saying, I can't say the thing. And he's like, why don't you say the thing? And it's just this back and forth. So it's, it's you know, two people who ultimately feel the same way, but they just cannot communicate with one another. And that's it. It's just a complete breakdown of communication. And I saw, like, I was looking at internet stuff, and, and it was frustrating because it's just like, Greg, just fucking, it's the game, man. Like, you got to get your head out of this. It's the fucking game. Stop being Greg about this whole thing. Right. And then with Katie, it's like, you know why he's in his head about this shit. You don't have to say I love you, but I can think of about 10,000 things you could say to him to make him shut the fuck up. She and not tried, ruin this. but she tried. She no, no, t- she tried, but I don't think she was communicating effectively. Like she was not getting through to him in a way. Like, I, I feel like if she would have said, listen, I know the exact words that you want me to say, and I need you to understand because of the way that this works, I cannot say those things, but that doesn't mean I feel those things. I don't think she did. She did. Okay. All right. So (laughs) I'm so frustrated by this whole situation because I think Greg is asking for way more than any of the other men have on the show. And he's no Michael, so where where does he get off doing this? Do you know what I mean? No, no but no, I, I get it. I get Mr. it. He's not Mr. Rogers reincarnated, so he can go fuck himself. Um, I, sorry, but, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think, like, I don't think anyone is doing anything wrong. That's why I, I was confused when the internet was like, "Oh, he's gaslighting her." It's like I don't think this is like calculated or manipulative. Mm. I legitimately do not believe that he understands. Like he's not accepting the machinations of the structure of the game. And he's not like understanding that she has created this, this self-imposed rule, which is again, based on previous norms that she can't say those things. And so it's just, they're just, you know, two people just button their heads together and they can't get through to each other. And that means they're not right for each other. But I don't think this isn't like some act of manipulation. Because I, it's, to what end? To what I, end? I kind of disagree. I I disagree quite a bit. I'm actually surprised you feel this way, but this is good. It gives us a debate. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. No. I just I don't see like when I think of gaslighting, I think of it as like 
a method of like control and manipulation. Like you are like feeding this person lies about things that they know to be true and making them question everything to kind of break them down. But with him, I think it's just, a, it, it just seems like more of a misunderstanding. And I think that a misunderstanding between two people that leads to a fight, which ends poorly because these two people cannot communicate with each other. That's different from gaslighting. Like gaslighting is like a straight up, like calculated manipulative tactic. And I don't see anything calculated about sob story Greg, who is constantly like crying and can't deal the with thing. the fact that he's part of a game. I think his sob story is the manipulation. That's where we're seeing things differently. I think. But it's then, all... are you questioning his feelings, like for his dead father? I mean, no, I'm not questioning heavy. his feelings for his dead father. I'm saying I think that he's using. Okay, here's the. No amount of tragedy or trauma gives you an excuse to play with somebody else's emotions the way I feel like he was playing with Katie's emotions, and mm -hmm. that's the way that I view it. This is this is. I've had this experience and it okay. felt the same and it made me feel icky watching it on TV because I'm like, I've been there and you feel mm -hmm. so fucking helpless. And the things Katie was saying, I've said those things. I felt those things. And to me, this is what it felt like. And we can totally disagree on that. And I'm fine mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Um, for me, this is this is what I saw. Love bombing. Like you're the best. Like, OK, like you said, that's a lot. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have, this fills a hole in my heart. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. but no one should do that for you. Yeah. Oh, 100%. you need, you need to fill the, your own hole in your heart and someone can be a good compliment to your life and be a good companion, but you can't rely on someone else to fix you. So mm -hmm. toxic. Totally agree with you there. Totally so agree with you there. Up. Not and an okay him, thing to like, say. He's never been in real relationships. And so. For him, he's just he's just feeling all these things and he doesn't know, like instead of like setting up a dam and letting these things like process and trickle out, he's a man who needs therapy to deal with his the death of his father and also doesn't know how to express himself properly in a serious relationship. So he's just he's he's literally like a teenager. That's what he reminds me of like a 14 year old just trying to like wrestle with emotions. And it's yeah, it's. It's not, not, not great. It's not good. <laughs> oh, so so anyway, so I I was with somebody who was like, you're amazing. You're so like ever like you're so gorgeous and talented and smart and accomplished. You got all this stuff. I can't believe ever, I everything I learned about you. I let like it was just and I was just like really overwhelmed by it. And I was kind mm -hmm. of like doing my own thing. And I got so wrapped up in all of that that I got like more invested. And I spent a lot of time with this person and mm -hmm. started to like plan my days around when they were available because I was like, oh, I want more of this. This is very exciting. All of these nice things someone is saying to me. That's mm -hmm. really cool. And all of a sudden they like pulled away and then I had to like try to pursue them and chase after them and they went cold and mm -hmm. that's that's exactly what this felt like. And they and I and I I did the same thing that Katie did where she was like, I wish I could rewind time and undo the thing I said or see what I said because I don't get it. I don't mm -hmm. I don't I don't understand what's happening right now. I really I just it doesn't make sense to me. And like there was like it was the same kind of thing where it was like, you're great. You're amazing. Da, da, da. As soon as I started to like 
kind of like ask certain questions about like, I don't know, like your values or whatever. Like there were certain things that I like wasn't okay with this person saying mm-hmm. or doing and maybe uncomfortable. And I, and I was just asking questions about it. It wasn't like a make or break type of a thing, but then it was just kind of like, oh, I realized that I'm not allowed to question you. And now everything's bad. And, 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 and if I wanted to do something, it wasn't okay. Like one day mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling well and they wanted to like go do stuff. And, um, they got mad at me for being sick and like Jesus. dragging them down no shit and i That's felt really up. guilty and i'm just like oh i guess i should have just gone even though i felt like shit you know whatever and it's like it's one of one of those things that i learned where it's like you know tuck and i have been together for almost three years now um and we've and we're we're working on our own shit alone and together like we're in therapy mm-hmm. separately and together we're just doing it all and now we're talking about family therapy. It's just like, okay, just all the therapy. But it's like we're doing the work. We're putting in a lot of work and we're figuring yeah. out ways. And, you know, and it's like we'll get frustrated. We can't communicate with each other. We don't see eye to eye. And we're like trying to find the way to get there. And mm-hmm. we're dedicated to figuring it out. And what I've kind of learned over time is like if you're with the right person, it's it's pretty hard to fuck it up. Do you know what I mean? Like, because if there's, if there is a communication breakdown or a misstep or something goes wrong or someone says something that doesn't sit right with you, you can talk through those things and get to the other side and resolve it. And I feel like for a long time, I was always worried like, well, what if I give them something of myself that they don't like. And I'm like, that's silly, Sammy, because if they don't like it, then you shouldn't be with them. You just give them all of your weirdness. And if they like it, they like it. They don't, they don't. And that's like the feeling that I get from this Katie Gregg relationship where it's like, she's trying to give him what he likes, but he's just not gonna, he wants very specific things. He can't communicate what they are. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone is perfect enough for him. And the reason I'm saying this is because how can you go from saying you've filled a hole in my heart? Yeah, to just leaving. To, That's just see, to like I don't want to be here anymore. There's just so mm-hmm. much space in between to have that. Plus, she defended herself. You know, he was like, "You yeah. didn't. You didn't give me. You didn't react at all." And she mm-hmm. and she, listen, they're on reality television. There's a lot of cameras around. She I think she got flustered. I oh, think yeah. I honestly this is what. OK, I don't know. Sabrina, the teenage witch fans are out there. But <laughs> and I'm talking like the 90s, Sabrina, not like the gritty reboot. Um, But like there was an episode where. Like, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was where like Sabrina couldn't say that she loved somebody. And I want to say it was Harvey because if she did something bad would have some family curse, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And so every time it came out of her mouth, it would either be like, I love shoes or like, or it would come out as like a cartoon voice or something. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but um, mm-hmm. that's a memory I have. And it's like, I kind of felt like that's what happened to Katie where she was like, I love looking at your face. Like, I think she, (laughs) that's how I read it. Like, it's so funny too, because I I want to say, I love you, but I feel awkward about it because (laughs) I don't, I, I want to say it at the very end. That's what I told myself I was going to do. And to me, it was more like a save 
than a disrespectful <laughs> thing to say. And also, I think Katie's just kind of awkward. And I'm kind of awkward. So I get that, you know, that she's like trying to do right by everybody. She mm-hmm. saved it at the last minute. And she said a lot of reassuring things. And she even covered like when she talked to Greg, like the next day or whenever that was, she goes, you know what? It was probably my bad. I I know I said it to your family and I don't remember if I said it to you, but this probably would have been helpful to you to know I told them you're going to be here next week. And he mm-hmm. and like you said, and, and Wells said this. So I pulled up an article um, from Us Magazine. Katie Thurston suggests Greg Grippo gaslighted her as ba- Bachelor Nation weighs in on split. And Wells is on Team Katie, but he said, I'm not on a team, but come on. Um, he said, (laughs) Katie gave a lot of positive affirmation to Greg more so than anybody else thus far on the show. What annoyed me about Greg was that like, he didn't understand how the show works. Like you're saying, Mm -hmm. I, I blame Ben Higgins for this. (laughs) Let's just blame Ben Higgins for everything. Um, because he all of a sudden changed the script, you know, and on everyone. And like, he was just telling people willy nilly that he loves them. And like, that just screws up everything because then we don't have the normal beats of the show. And then it gives it, it makes it so you can end the show early for all of Greg's faults and all of this. He should have given her a little bit more grace in the whole situation. And that's how Mm -hmm. I feel. It's just like, he did not give her any leeway at all. Even after she explained herself and said like, like she's obviously trying to operate within the confines of the show and do it right and get the episodes and get the footage and whatever. And Mm -hmm. she said like, you're my, you were my number one from the beginning going into all of this you will be here next week please do not worry about anything this part is hard like yeah this was like okay so i feel like i've said this before on the show but whatever it bears repeating so i was the sorority girl and (laughs) and during rush you go through like well, at least at our school, I'm guessing it's similar to other schools. At, at our school for Rush, you go through like three rounds and you start by seeing all of the houses and then you select X amount of houses you want to go back to. And if they ask you back as well, you go to those houses. Third round, same thing. And then after those three rounds, you pick a house that you want to join. And if they pick you as well and you match then you get into that house. So you have to know that they're into you the way you're into them in order to get into the house. You know what I mean? So um, I was a Kappa Kappa Gamma and um, it was so interesting because on the last round, the sorority sister who like brought me in, she laid it on like really thick, but she couldn't say like, hey, we're picking you. Because that's against the rules of Rush, mm-hmm. you know? So she said something to the degree of like, you know, I think you would be a really great fit here. And she was like taking my temperature too. You know, she's like, did you enjoy your time getting to know the sisters? You know, and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, great. You know, and like she's saying all this stuff like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Sammy. We are going to be sending an envelope your way tonight asking you to join our house So you better be doing the same thing. Okay. And it's like, I understood what was going on. Like I wasn't born yesterday. You know, I'm like, got it. This, you know, and I was still nervous because it was a big moment. It's like, well, on our campus, it was a big deal. 80% of the school 
uh, belonged to Greek life. So if you mm-hmm. didn't do that, it was like, what's your deal? <laughs> you know? Well, and I think like, and this is, this is a good, like a good comparison because I, I think the hump that Greg couldn't get over is like, in the real world, like they they couldn't tell you, okay, Sammy, you're in. Just don't tell. Like they couldn't do that. It was just right. very obvious. But I think the problem he's struggling with is well, we've already talked about how like he needs to get his shit together. This is this is a Greg problem at the end of the day. And I, and I'm not. I am not defending Greg. I'm not defending Greg. I'm just seeking to understand like how we got to this point. And I, I think part of his idiocy comes from the fact that. He, he doesn't accept what the show is or he can't accept what the show is. So like he knows what happens. He knows that she goes on other dates with other people. And if he was in the real world and he was to the point where he was a week away from, you know, uh, potentially being engaged to someone, he probably wouldn't have to deal with her dating two other guys simultaneously in most scenarios. Right. But because we are in bachelor world, this is a new reality that you need to acclimate yourself to. And he has been unwilling or unable to the whole time. And so that he's, he's basically a total basket case at this point. Like he cannot deal at all. Right. He just and can't it's, deal. But that's like a hundred percent his deal and his fault. Okay. And I'm not going to like feel bad for him for that when she's obviously like, listen, this is how I'm playing it. It's Katie's show. It's mm-hmm. Katie's season. He's yeah. just living in it. Yeah. He doesn't well, call the shots. But he's got to honor her decision to play it this way. And mm-hmm. she's giving him more reassurance than any man on the show. And sure, he sure. wants more. And he's asking for more. And oh, I'm, I really, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. But at the but, same time, <laughs> but, but. Uh, I mean, be, it, it's a TV show and it is, but it isn't. I mean, this is the, the, the reality of reality TV. Right. So it's it, it's like this. This is the, the show. This is how it's played. This is how it plays out. But it doesn't factor in like his real human emotions and his dinosaur brain that cannot accept what's going on. So at the end of the day, it's like you're completely right. And obviously, Katie and Greg should not be together. And I don't think Greg should be with anyone right now. But ultimately, he should not be on this show more than anything else. Like him leaving, the best thing that could happen. Because why were you here? You shouldn't have been here, Greg. I really this think is she, not for you. <laughs> she dodged a major bullet getting away from him. Like, ugh, he's so to- he's so not ready, and I felt it felt toxic to me. Here's here's some other folks from Bachelor Nation weighing in in the same Us Us Weekly uh, article. Luke Stone, um, the sommelier, remember him. Um, he goes, I'm getting the strong vibe that Greg is sabotaging this on purpose. If you aren't into her, be a man and tell her you want out rather than gaslighting the situation. My theory, Greg got further than he expected or wanted and pushed the eject button real quick. That's how I felt. This is, this is what I'm saying. This is my point. Um, okay. Look at, we've got two big contenders who had mm-hmm. to grapple with grief on the show. Obviously, there's yeah. no one way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But you have Michael, who's like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to expand my horizons and also honor my wife. Mm-hmm. And, and, and every time he talks, he says beautiful shit and everyone That's cries. That's because Michael is like a, an emotionally mature adult. And he's right. probably, he's, he's got to be like 10 years older than Greg. Too. He is. He he's is. He definitely together. is. 
Um, mm-hmm. But that's my point. I'm saying we've got two different men on the show who are dealing with grief in two different ways. And it wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago that Michael lost his wife. But he, no, it's like a year or something. It wasn't yeah, long it really hasn't been that long. But, you know, like, so like we say, so I'm in yoga teacher training. And one of the things we talk about it, when we're talking about like emotional situations is like speaking from the scar and not the wound in order to also be mindful of our audience and like, so that we're not like traumatizing our audience. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, like I've, I've shared about, uh, health struggles that I've had, but I'm not speaking from a v- super vulnerable place where I'm crying. It's like, here's yeah. the stuff that I've already processed and worked through. And now I can speak to it in a different way. And sometimes it still might make people cry, but it's not as painful of a statement because I've done a lot of the work and the processing and the healing. And here's where I am in this journey. And grief is really similar to that, where it's like, you have to do the work and feel your feelings and process your shit before you go and put it on somebody else. You barely know on a TV show in front of a national audience. And I think Michael was a very good model for that, where it was like, yes, obviously some of this stuff is still tender, but he's also come to the other side with certain conclusions and ideas about how he wants to live his life and who Mm -hmm. he wants in it. And it was all beautiful and it made people cry because it was just a lovely way to think. Versus Greg, where it's like, this is obviously still hard for him and fresh for him and he's using it as a way i think to excuse his shitty behavior and i hate to say that but i that's the way i feel where it's like mm-hmm. just like i don't know sometimes like uh there's a some person on tiktok who said really problematic shit and they've blamed it on their neurodivergency and other people <laughs> yeah, are like, uh, I'm neurodivergent and I don't say racist shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, totally, like, totally. I just feel like he's just like, not that you can't, it could still be a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not the reason. I'm just saying that's inappropriate. Yeah, like, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I don't see anything yeah. like like rational or calculated about his shittiness. But also, I'm not going to excuse his shittiness. Like, he's... Uh, he's a, a, a hurt person who needs to go to therapy and deal with his shit. He needs to uh, like communicate, learn to listen, learn to process information. There's a thousand things he needs to do before he's in a serious fucking relationship. And it sucks that his dad died because clearly that is something that is weighing heavily on him. But none of that excuses his dumb bullshit. It's just it's it's frustrating right. to watch shit like this play out because, you know, on one hand, it's y- you feel for the guy because it's like, damn that sucks to lose someone. But on the other hand, it's just like, you know what? I lost my dad last year and I don't think I'm that big of a dickhead to be honest. I, <laughs> so well, that, it's like, that's what I'm saying, you know, and yeah. Katie also lost her dad mm-hmm. and, and she's not she's acting not like that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That is my point. That is a hundred percent. My point. Um, you've got to do your own processing and grieving in your own time, in your own space. You cannot F with other people just because you're dealing with that because everybody's going through their own shit. Like, you know, we just had a death in our family this week. Like I'm not going to use that as an excuse to be a dick to people. Mm-hmm. Hello. Like, yeah. no, like you gotta, you gotta process your shit. You gotta, and you gotta decide 
do I have the energy to step forward or step back? Can I do this or can I not? You know what I mean? Like that's that's your decision to make, but you can't expect other people to like carry all of that baggage for you. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm saying. But the other side of me and the way that I felt from day one with Greg is that this has been a season-long bachelor audition. Yeah, see, and I, I think, I mean, I, I ultimately, I know like a, we, we have divergent ways of like looking at the Greg Katie thing, but we ultimately agree like this is, it's it's no bueno here. I don't, I don't know. Like I for someone like him, who is so just like overwhelmed and and disgusted by the process. I can't imagine him doing this again. I would be shocked. Like if he ended up on paradise or, you know, bachelor winter games, I would be absolutely shocked. It just seems wild to me that because he doesn't, I mean, he'd be like the anti bachelor, right? Because he just, every single thing that, that comes out of him is just disgust with the fact that he has to deal with this bullshit. Right. That's an interesting game. That's an interesting way to to look at it. I mean, I guess I would think about it differently because I think I don't know. I I'm just thinking very maliciously about the whole thing, I suppose. But I'm just like, I think he just really likes control. Mm-hmm. And if he was able to control an entire season, then that would make him really happy and he'd get what he wants. But then I think he got scared away. I think he's like, I had to pull put my whole heart out there. Um and I know that I'm going to make it all this way, but I don't actually want to. I I don't know. I agree with Luke mm-hmm. Stone that he got further than he meant to. I I feel like he's Peter 2.0. That's what I'm trying to say. Is mm-hmm. that I didn't like I didn't like Peter at all. I'm so glad Rachel didn't end up with him. I hated how many people were like fawning all over him because I was like, there is something off about him. He is manipulating her. He's like doing some weird shit that I don't like. And I'm glad that she picked up on it. And I'm also glad that she saw sides of Brian that I didn't see and that they're still together and they seem to be doing great. I'm really, really happy for that because Mm -hmm. Peter was the the world's largest red flag. I mean, he's just (laughs) was not good at all. Oh my God. Can't wait to see what Blake Horseman says about this. Uh, (laughs) uh, Uh, Talk about a goof. One thing I, I will say too is throughout this whole process, I was shocked because I don't I don't pay attention to like Bachelor fandom that much or like follow you know, Twitter hashtags or anything like that. So, like I, I don't know outside of my own insulated opinions. And when we talk, I don't know how the rest of like Bachelor fandom feels about certain characters. And when all of this went down, like just to see people, because I was like, how are people reacting to this? I'm curious. And to see the number of people that was like, Greg was my favorite. And now he's gone. How was he your favorite? All he, he did was, was like, rude. He was like everybody's time. favorite. That's what I'm saying. And I it made don't understand. no sense to me. I just thought no. he sucked so bad. But he's then, the again, the anti-contestant. Like yeah. you're just you're into the guy who doesn't want to be there. Right. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. You had all these great men who were like good looking, accomplished, and stable. Mm-hmm. And you let mm-hmm. breakthrough. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense, you know? And like, so okay, so stagecoach Blake um said 
<laughs> she's giving him as much as she can to try to respect the other men. She's not saying, I love you, because she wants to save that until the very, very end, Blake said, noting that he would have been thrilled if Becca Kufrin gave him the affirmations that Katie gave Greg during the 2018 season. But this is the most I've ever seen a bachelorette give a contestant before the end. You've got to remember how hard it is for Katie, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he said no, he, he thought Greg was making points, but he wasn't doing it in the right way. Like, Mm-hmm. I, like when he mm-hmm. was just like, well, I don't want to hear about the rose and number one and whatever. And it's like, well, that's how she's deciding how to, that's how she's deciding to handle it. So you can either decide that you're okay with that for one more fucking week, or you can go, you know, pitch a fit and leave and have her chase after you because that makes you feel important. I just don't mm-hmm. like him at all. I'm sorry. Well, I just, and I never so did. I, yeah. And, and that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, the only other thing I will say is because you, I I think you're giving him, (laughs) I know you don't like him. You're giving him a lot of credit in terms of like his ability to be like calculated and smart about this stuff. You just don't think he's as smart as I'm, as I'm giving him credit for. Yeah. I don't think he's smart (laughs) at all. And, and the other, the, the only other reason I will say that I don't think he's Satan incarnate is because all the other guys in the house seem to like him, right? Like he's got a lot of house bros, and this is a house full of good dudes. Mm, I well, so uh, I don't know. I've dated guys who have very close male friendships, and they're very, very tight with the men in their life, and they're mm-hmm. very loving and giving to those men, and they have been very withholding with me. Just so bad, I'm just, bad partners. Okay, that's, just, that, no, that's totally saying, valid. So that's that, totally valid. That is a yeah. thing that happens, and vice versa. You know, where yeah. like I've been with people who've been very sweet to me, and they just like can't seem to figure out their friendships. So <laughs> you know, like yeah. no, I don't, these are these are all fair and valid things. I am yes. going to stick with my gun saying that, like, I don't think he's that smart. Like, if, if this was some, like, long play to be The Bachelor by being, like, an aloof, brooding dick uh, who makes a, emotionally irrational, just, like, completely off-the-cuff, ridiculous decisions, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think... I, I think you have to be very smart to be that calculated, and nothing about Greg's sad eyes says very smart man to me. But... At the same time, I think every single point that you've brought up is 100% valid and completely legitimate. And thank God, thank God, Katie and Greg are not going to be together. Yeah, um, barring, I just, <laughs> barring I just, something next week. <laughs> they were so they were so bad for each other. It's so upset. I don't know. A lot of people feel the way that I do. A lot of people think that mm-hmm. he was auditioning for The Bachelor, that he's manipulative. I'm interested to hear what he thinks. Or, or like, I hope he says something after all of this because I would be curious. But I, I don't know. I just got bad vibes from him from the start. And then when I heard whispers that like, oh, well, he was an actor and this is like all an act and he just wants to be famous. He just wants to do the show. Like, I think I'm worried that he was just sneakier than some of the other guys. And mm-hmm. okay, I just think like, all right, let's go full conspiracy. I, okay. I am go, not go, saying... Alex, I want Alex Jones. I need, I not, need the Alex Jones back. <laughs> the frogs are gay from the water. The frogs are gay! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I... <laughs> this is the part of the show called The Frogs Are Gay. Um, no. <laughs> there are conspiracy theories. <laughs> Where we talk about conspiracy theories and um, also try to sell you colloidal silver. Um, so, okay. I am not 
going to diagnose anyone with a personality disorder. I'm not going to, I'm going to do like the Lisa Rinna thing where like she just starts talking about a condition and she's like, I'm mm-hmm. not saying anything. I'm just talking about Munchausen by proxy. And you're like, we know what you're doing, Lisa Rinna. And also fuck you. Um, but no, <laughs> like say this is purely hypothetical. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying let's live in this universe where Greg is like a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Or a narcissist or, you know, some kind of personality disorder that allows him to be able to manipulate people effectively. Sure. Narcissists, people love them. I mean, really, you know, it's like, uh, and sociopaths, same thing. They're good at getting people to to love them and think they're great and think they're charming. And that is how they get what they need from other people. But mm-hmm. sometimes their mask slips and you see the messy, shitty side of them. Mm-hmm. But up oh, until sure. then, you think they're lovely. And like one of the things that's hard is with some of the people who have like love bombed me and then like left me in the cold, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who think they're great. That they're mm-hmm. just great people, loyal friends, you know, super charming, talented, whatever. But because they didn't date them, they don't know the side of them that can be really sucky, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so say that Greg was like that, that would make that would make him getting along with the other men in the house. That would make that make sense. Um, mm-hmm. his reaction would also make sense because he's trying to get a specific kind of reaction out of her. He clearly wants her to try to fight for him. So he's trying to say what he can get because like narcissists will love bomb you. And then it's like, I'm trying to remember like the exact, I read, I read a book called the narcissist next door and also the sociopath next door. And they're written by two different people, I think anyway. um, (laughs) But it was like this idea that, um, and I, and I, and I'm sorry if there's any like, you know, psychologists in the audience or or whatnot if i'm getting this wrong i'm sorry i'm really trying um it's basically like this idea where they're gonna give you a lot at once so that you get like hooked on them and you and you want to be around them and then Mm -hmm. once you're hooked then they withhold and then they give you like little bits at a time uh on on crazy ex-girlfriend they called this love kernels you know where it's like i'm just gonna give you a little nice thing that keeps you going, that keeps you sticking with me. And so right when you feel like you're going to pull out of the relationship, this person does a really nice thing for you. And then you're like, oh, I guess they're not that bad. I guess I'll stay in it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of the feeling I got from Greg where he's like trying to, he gave her all this stuff and then he pulled away from her to try to get her to chase him. But then I don't know. It's like, this is where the whole maybe he's not that smart thing played out because I feel like he was like, wait, shit, what do I do now? Because I don't actually want to win yeah. this thing. Um, if, if what you're saying is is true, he's extremely bad at it. Well, that's what so. I'm saying. I, 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 so I'm saying maybe it's a little of both. I don't know. It's hard mm. to say, but he's I I just haven't understood the whole oh Greg is so lovely and great thing. I'm like no, uh, I, I never no, I never thought that to begin not. with. I, he's, he's not. I, sorry, especially in the context of the show, like he cannot. He's never been able to handle this show. 
not from from day one. It's just been like, man, I don't want to be here. I don't like how it happens. Like, well, this is what you signed up for. Maybe you should leave. Um, but you know, going back to the narcissist thing, I I, I totally get what you're saying, and obviously, my personal experiences does not that it's not going to speak to the whole swath of possibilities here. But I dated a narcissist. Real great time, let me tell you. Um, oh, it goody. wasn't. It was is not not good, and I don't think I don't have anything positive to say about that person, except I could tell you they were. Or I mean, they probably still are. Very smart, very very smart, and part of that, like part of it, was just like being able to make me feel like. I was I was like fucked up and crazy for thinking things that were like objectively bad and true and and happening to me. And it takes I, I mean, it, it, it takes a person who's very smart and very calculated and able to walk that line to really do that. And then when you add the fact that it's just like on national television, I don't know. Again, this is this is the frogs are gay. So I mean anything is possible in this <laughs> segment of yes. the podcast. But that being said, I Craig's not smart. Come on. He's a, he's a, I, don't a, I don't know. That's the thing I can't figure out. He's like, I, "Oh, I am but a wilted lily in need of of water again, dear Katie. Help me. I cannot handle the show." That's Greg. To me. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's and so to me, that makes me think that he's trying to get a specific kind of reaction out of her. But then he was like, but I think because he doesn't understand the show, he's trying to like balance it in his mind. And so he's like, I just need to walk away. I don't know. We'll see yeah. what happens. I just hated the way that this was all handled. Oh, I had a Michael thing. Hold on. Because of course, one of my one of my all time faves um hold on i do like uh, how after the in the aftermath of this when katie's just like man this fucking sucks like clearly michael and greg were her one and two and they both just bailed. yeah so now my prediction is gonna come well i mean we have one of two options either she's gonna end up with no one possibly she ends up again with michael somehow after the show or the steve prediction where she says ah fuck it just ends up with blake I really want her to end up with Michael because I want to believe in love. And I really do think, I mean, it was, it was honestly super sweet to hear him say on the men tell all like, yeah, if Mm -hmm. she wanted to give it a shot, I would still do that. And I believe him and I believe he's still deeply interested in her. And I believed him when he said, I think in any other scenario, this would have worked and we would have been good for each other. I believe Mm -hmm. that. And he's a solid stable guy he's just a great dude like he makes everyone cry oh i just love him and here's my here's my favorite part about michael right now okay um so um here's from the the sun so thirsty spelled like t-h-u-r-s-t-y like katie thurston anyway uh, Bachelorette's Michael Alio posts and deletes X-rated comment under Kitty Thurston's lingerie photo despite quitting show. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, like a couple days ago, um, he's been leaving stuff on her posts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently there's like a picture of her 
like with a black lace bra and underwear reclining on a bed. And he goes, uh, he wrote, can't say what I'd like to dot, dot, dot flame shocked face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then deleted it. (laughs) Oh man. So that was probably after a couple pilsners. And then, um, and then apparently there's another picture of her wearing like a silky green dress. And he said, green is your color. Am I right, people? Whoa, shocked face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) I really just want this to happen so bad because I think it's so cute that he's that he's posting on her thirst traps and like saying appreciative stuff. And it like makes me love him even more. And please, please, Michael, please come back i just need this in my life i blake that's a real like 36 year old wholesome dad thing to do to like just post on the thirst trap it's so cute and he's just like machi look at this babe it's like cheerleader like you're doing great sweetie um i just it because she posted it you know he could comment it's a very i think it's a sweet comment um Ugh, I'm so pro Michael. It's not even funny. Um, I just I want her to like start doing TikToks and then Greg just duets every single one of her TikToks by crying. <laughs> he would. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> but have, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> you have real actual adults, you know, like Andrew and Justin and Michael, you know, like. Courtney, even though he didn't get a lot of, you know, airtime. <laughs> all the other people you like that were cut in week Trey. three. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were all grownups. Like, even when some of them are still the same age as Greg, they were grownups who had mm-hmm. good heads on their shoulders and jobs and, like, weren't all insecure and shit. And, <laughs> like, they're just great. I don't know. And, yeah, it just it drives me bonkers. I really can't handle this season. It's very frustrating. I'm just yelling at the TV all the time and going, just go back to Michael. He will take you back. You two should be dating. Have cute <laughs> babies together. It would be so cute. Um, so that's what I'm rooting for. I really hope it happens. I am. But and also, I don't know. Do you think. Blake and I mean Justin sorry Justin it's yeah, he's Justin, just not, not even the conversation I'm buddy. sorry not, Justin I really think you're amazing but it's just <laughs> you two are not meant to be together it's obvious um but Blake do you think Blake is really gonna stay through all of this I I don't think so I think Blake actually has more self-respect than this and once they deliver We're this about news, to find out. <laughs> once they deliver this news of Katie like wanting to book a flight home and leave, and maybe she does leave, we don't know. I can't imagine Blake being like, "Yeah, I'll stay through this." Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just i I'm giving Blake more credit than that. Maybe I should, yeah, but I am. I don't I, know. I do. I do appreciate that. Yeah, you. I mean. You're giving these, you're making these men a lot smarter than I think they are. So ultimately, like you're you're paying them better compliments than I. Yeah, do. I'm being nicer about it than you are. Greg, so I there. think you're smart, but I hate you. Blake, I think you're dumb, but also you're smart in different ways. And that, I mean, these are valid. Um, yeah, Blake is smart in different. That's the thing. Blake clearly is 
good at, I mean, well, we don't know, but I'm guessing Blake is good at his job. It seems like yeah. he's extremely passionate about it. I can't I think, imagine I that more, he's incompetent. No, I, no. And, and more so than, than being smart or being perceived as smart. I think with Blake is, does he want to seem like a chump? Because right. uh, depending on how his conversation with Katie goes, because the other thing is she can downplay it. And she doesn't even need to downplay it that much. It's not like she has to be like, well, he was my top choice. And then shit got weird. <laughs> and we and he left. She could literally be like, you know, we we disagreed over this, that, and the other thing. And he left. And, you know, this this process has been so hard for me. And she even said that because the other part of this is it's obviously it's hard for the dudes, but it's hard for her too. So she's like, when she locked herself in the bathroom, she was like, oh. You know, everyone keeps saying that you'll have this breakthrough moment where it gets easy. And she's like, when does it get easy? And she's, which is that, yeah, it's upsetting. So can yeah. she parlay that into a conversation with Blake where he's like, yeah, I want to stay? Does she want him to stay? Does she give a shit? Like, if she had her heart set on Greg, does she really care? I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it certainly makes the prospect of watching next week very interesting because this could play out in a million different ways. Yeah, I really just don't know. And this is actually, I am like anxiously awaiting it. And that doesn't happen every season. I'm like, what's mm -hmm. going to happen? You know, I'm like, Whoa, it really is. They, they did and there's so me. many layers, the layers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's, there's like the, the fucked up possibility of maybe she gets back with Greg. There's the true love conquers all possibility of getting with Michael. There's the, I'll settle for an idiot uh, of, you know, Blake. Sorry, blockhead Blake. You're not an idiot. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that about you. Right. You're a nice guy. You, you're just like, well, he's just a Muppet and a goober. That's all. Yeah. You're just a goober, brother. Yeah. That's all. You're yeah. a little chocolate but covered peanut. I do peanut. have a soft spot for Blake, even though he, he kind of annoys me. I, I yeah, still I don't want to marry him. him no, 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 I would never. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, Blake. We're not going to happen. I know you. Yeah. You've been DMing me, but like, got to stop that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not going to yeah. happen with me either, buddy. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> so but too yeah, many all dick these sculptures for my taste. <laughs> too many dick sculptures. And then there's the possibility that she doesn't end up with anyone, which I, seems I mean, that's probably where the Vegas odds are at right now. If I, I had think to guess that's the most likely is that she's not going to end up with anybody. And, no. and I certainly don't think she's happy based on her ice queen routine during right, the men right. tell that's, all. That's what I'm saying. Like when she was like, um, well, everything turned out the way that it should have. And I believe that. And I'm going to give this pageanty answer. I was like, oh, she's alone. But what I'm wondering is, is there going to be something that happened between the men tell all and after and the final, the final rose? rose yeah. If it's live, is she going to have gone on some dates with Michael? Hmm? Maybe they'll plant a man like, in the audience to make out like with her. Maybe it's like a Tyler Cameron <laughs> situation, except yeah. it actually works out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. would I mean, be it's, it's certainly possible. Anyway, and, yeah, I have yeah, no we'll idea. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But we'll I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> You're excited. I, too, am excited. And I haven't been excited. Like, this was just a very good season. And mm -hmm. we, we deserved this because we've yeah. been through some real shit. We have been, and 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 not just like bad, 
where you're like, ah, like again, Hannah B season, which I mentioned earlier, you want to talk about screaming at a television. It's just like watching someone unknowingly make all the wrong decisions when you know that those decisions are wrong. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah, um, you're like, you've got the best man on the show and you're and he's like third tier. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and, and here it's like we've got the dude union. We've got a bunch of, you know, decent guys, a couple of duds that get weeded out early. You still get your big emotional blow up that we crave and, and need every season with this Greg situation. And we've got we've got guys hanging out in the background that want to nudge back in. We got a mid-season interloper who's hanging on. We got a guy who we never thought in a million years would make it to the final two, but here we are. So everything, it's like nothing is off the table. Everything's there. This is a primo season, really. It's stressful, but I'm into it. It's really, really good. And I'm I'm so happy with how it turned out. And yeah, I don't know. It just couldn't have it couldn't have gone better. So yeah, except if it wasn't a quarantine season. If this was a real also, ass season, oh. <laughs> and also if like, you know, they she just ended up with Michael. Anyway, um <laughs> but that's it. We'll see what happens next week. I'm sure there'll be more uh drama to come and Paradise is coming around the corner. Oh my god. We really don't have to wait long at all. Is it is no. do we even have a week break or is it just like right straight up into paradise? Maybe it's I think back it is. To back. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, we're so we're so hashtag blessed. Yeah, I think it's the 16th. Extremely wow. hashtag blessed. Oh, I'm so I cannot <laughs> wait for paradise. I missed paradise so much. It's gonna mm-hmm. feel almost paradise. It's gonna feel so freaking good. Yeah. Um, I need low stakes fighting. Just yeah. constant low stakes arguments and people that are drunk and upset with each other. And like bring back like puppets and, you know, convers- like way too long conversations about scallops and like all that. Sh- I loved it. I loved it. John Paul Jones. Yeah. And like <laughs> that whole like, uh, what was that whole like in your mouth? What what that mouth do? Do you remember that? Were they? Yes. What like, <laughs> were like Raven and other people? Shit? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so weird. And it was just like you kind of grow to like a lot of the people that you've seen on the show even more to the point that you start buying things from Raven's clothing store. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's great. It so really anyway, is. Um, more on that later. And everyone, listen, take care of yourselves. Things are getting a little wild out there, a little out of control. Make sure you stay safe and and mitigate risk and take care of yourselves and the community at large, please. Yeah, and don't do needle drugs. Oh shit, that was a long one. Oh. We had a lot to say. So much goofy jazz. <laughs> so much juicy gossip. I love it. Oh.